This is the Project In Between podcast. My name is Christy. I'm a nurse and behavioural scientist. On this podcast, we share tips and stories of healing, health and wellness and everything in between to help you navigate stress, trauma and grief. Today, I have with me Mel. Hi, Mel. Hey. (laughs) Uh, Mel has been a nurse for 23 years. I can't believe 23 years. I know. I only just realised just before. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 23 years. She has worked in various fields and her specialty is medical and dementia. So thanks, Mel, for coming on and let's get straight into it. Let's get to the meaty things. (laughs) Let's go. Okay. Um, So obviously uh, you've been doing nursing for 23 years. You're not even... You seriously don't even look old enough to be doing to have been nursing for twenty three years. Um, what inspired you to become a nurse? Um, I've always wanted to be a nurse. Um, oh goodness! Um, since when I was like a young tot, just starting out at primary school, oh. I think when I was eight or something, I got a costume as a nurse and I started reading mum's old medical journals. Yeah. Medical textbooks, um, which was from the seventies, <laughs> um, but loved it and wanted to know more and yeah, have always had that dream of being a nurse. So, so it was almost like, a, yeah, it was almost like an, a, a really early innate intrinsic drive for you it was just it was almost like you, you yeah. were literally born to become one yeah it was um I got a costume as for a nursing costume I remember it clearly yeah um and just wore it all the time so you know you know those kids that wear you know the Batman costume or Superman costume all the time I wore my nursing outfit yeah so, Oh, I could yeah. just imagine. Whole, whole fake stethoscope, but I've always been a caring kid. Yeah. Um, it's just second nature to me. So, yeah. Um, and everyone around me, like, oh, you'd be a good nurse and stuff. So, yeah. Well, having, having you personally worked with you, I can definitely see. I actually have, um, you know, m- my observational skills are quite heightened as are yours but you can sort of you can see when somebody really was made to be in that profession hey like it's just yeah it just it's like they just get it right yeah yeah Yeah. it's very it's a very it's got to be a very intrinsic drive I think for you to want to become one I think um but the fact that yeah, that you knew from a really young age, like that's awesome because not a lot of people, not a lot of people really, like myself included, I didn't know what I wanted to do so much when I was that age. Although, you know what else, What I found the other day while I was cleaning out my garage when I did the move, I found, yeah. and I'm going to have to show it to you, I found an old um, uh, painting book from when I was in kindy and guess what I drew within that uh nurse yeah it was a picture of a nurse i like and this oh is i drew a picture of a nurse and then and then next meant to be a nurse. i must have been yeah. next to it was a doctor so there was this boy <laughs> yeah there was this boy his name was graham and he he yeah. wrote he wrote that he was going to be a doctor and i was like so oh, the, it's just so cute like um it was so funny Anyway, um, I'm getting off topic, as I told you I would. So um, you've obviously, so 23 years, you have worked um, in a number of areas. Do you yeah. want to list a couple of the areas but um, and then finish off with your specialty? All right. Um, so I've worked out west, well, not really west, but in a small country hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my grad year and then I opened to wide world of nursing Mm. um and then I came back to Brisbane did a bit of agency didn't like agency so I got a job at the PA on respiratory ward um 
So I did respiratory nursing for eight years, um, continued um, part of that. I continued over in England for four and a half years. So respiratory nursing over there. Um, and where did I go? Um, I did a bit of infectious diseases as well. Um, bit more agency, um, bit more country, bit more. Um, oh, and then I um, did a couple of other jobs. So a wealth of experience. Yeah. Um, I did what was called a streamer nurse for medical wards. So um, drawing, bringing people up from ED, not keeping them down there, um, like pushing, pulling them into the wards yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, getting them out um, of the emergency. Yeah. Um, and what else did I do? I've done general medical, CN work, um, dementia, which I love. Um, and I did... Um, acting relief for the dementia CNC, which I even loved more. Um, okay, so touch on that. That was a big hospital, and then I moved to a smaller hospital in the same sort of ward, um, and I'm getting a lot more experience. So yeah, enjoying it. Your so, so your specialty is obviously like dementia and medical. I mean, I. No, like we work together um, within the medical dementia, palliative care and all that sort of area. And you yeah. are an amazing mm -hmm. dementia care nurse. Like I just, Thank you. you know, and like you inspired me, as I always say to you, but you, the way that you deal with patients, especially the difficult patients, yeah. um, I learned a lot from you and, yeah, I just think like, the world needs more males um, out yeah. there uh, to 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 be able to deal with these very difficult patients. Um, I just wanted to touch mm -hmm. on so the the like you worked in specifically different areas um, for say like as a piece of advice um, for the grad nurses, um, would you suggest that they get out and try different areas? Definitely. Um, this is the only way to go. Um, you learn so much each area you work in. You learn a new skill or, you know, something new. Um, even like um, diseases and things like that. Like I'm always learning. So you're always learning. Um, definitely get out, do as much as you can if you can when you can yeah I I think it's uh, super important um yeah to try everything and not to be scared and be yeah. open to learning right yeah definitely um yeah always asking questions like even now um there's no question stupid yeah like that's not worth it like I ask really silly questions some but I feel really silly like really basic questions it's probably because you've you've got so much going on in your head um, that you forget. Um, you don't forget. You just um, what's the word? Just leave it. Mm. You you do forget. You fob it off and forget how to do you know something really simple. But then you think it through or ask a question and. Yeah. Um, someone else or, yeah, that's always a, That's a really important um, key point that I, you know, wanted to highlight is that it doesn't matter how many years you're nursing for, you're never going to know it all. You're never going to know it all. So that's something I would love to get across to anybody that is looking to become a nurse or who is just starting out um there is no such thing as a dumb question and in fact no. what did you say to me the other night about questions oh. it was like oh uh, if you don't yeah I, I don't trust anyone that doesn't ask questions yep so um like as a 
like higher up in the ward, like a level two at the moment. Um, if you don't ask questions, I'll keep a closer eye on you because I don't trust you. Um, whereas the people that ask me questions, I trust a lot more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the thing. Nurses are very hard to trust. People, nurses don't like trusting other nurses. Um, and we're told that at uni as well. Yeah, um, what do you think that is? Um, because of accountability, I think. Um, so if you come onto a shift and you've got lots of um, machines running, you have to be accountable, accountable for taking over those machines. So yeah. you have to double-check everyone else's. Yeah. And I expect that um, the nurse coming on after me yep. to... Um, take over accountability so that if I've said it wrong, it's their, they're actually responsible to changing it and putting in incident forms and yep. things like that. So, yeah, because it's your registration, right? Yeah, that, that actually makes so much sense to me now as to why, um, yeah, it's almost like we're, we're, we're taught to be and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. We're all taught to be, um, what's what's the word? Taught to be, to question, to, to, to question people's motives and reasons and, and, and that's what it is. Criti critically analyse specific situations because when you're looking after the care of a patient and you're yeah. standing over from one nurse to the next, you need to make sure that, what you're taking on isn't somebody else's shit, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, then and, and you you always can ring up, like, if you've gone home, like, sometimes it'll come to me, like, as I'm driving home that I've gotten to hand over something quite important or what I think is important. Yeah. So I'll ring up and go, shit, I've forgotten to do this, like, or I've forgotten to tell you about blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, important, I guess. I've like just lost my train of thought, no, that's Christy. Okay. That's okay. That's fine. Um, I, okay, so on, on that subject about accountability, um, mm. I, I remember, you know, seeing some nurses getting cranky or getting the shits at other, other nurses questioning their work. And taking it personally, that yeah, taking it personally, yeah. right? So, what would yeah. you suggest to a new grad who ha has just come on to you know their new grad shift? And this is okay. Now they've got suddenly they've got to put all this stuff into action, right? They're going to have a lot of questions, and you say if they're put with a a bit of a bitch of a nurse, and let's be honest, some nurses are quite bitchy. What 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 advice would you give to a new grad um, if they are paired with somebody who gives them a bit of heat? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> tell your supervisor. Um, don't say you don't know. Um, always say, um, well, you can say it, but pair it with, I don't know, but I'll go find out and let you know like um whether that finding out means coming and asking the nurse in charge like what does she mean by this yeah or whatever like there's thousands of people around to ask for help yeah so you shouldn't be shy in asking even as an in charge I ask people for help yeah like because I can't take everything on no, I can't think for everyone. I'd no. rather just try and help the grad nurses think. Um, yeah, so um, I also would tell them not to take it to heart. Um, Which like, is a little bit hard, though. Like if you think about what nurses are at their heart and at their core, they're nurturing and they're loving and yeah. they just want to do a really good job. Right, yeah. and then and yeah. then so on the same token, if you if you come across somebody who is a little bit 
probably burnt out and and that new grad isn't aware of it. Um, yeah. Or student. Or student, um, yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. But um, I don't know. You usually can recognise, like, from my experience, I can recognise it now if there's issues and things. Um, but I'd also tell that grad not to take it to heart because um, they're not like that. They're just a bit funny towards new people. So get to know them, treat um, angry with kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, I treat angry with jokes. Like yeah. it's a form stressfully for me. <laughs> um, yeah, learn how but- to learn how to manage your stress and understand that you're always going to come across like an angry doctor or an angry nurse or somebody and never to take it personally. It's, it's, if anything, this industry builds up so much inner resilience. Um, yeah. You have but to. That, like that resilient resilience isn't always going to be there. No. And you will, you will crumble at some point. Um, and that's when you need to have a break. Like you get six weeks holidays a year, use them. Like, don't save them up. No, I 100% agree. Um, yep, yeah, don't, yeah. I And don't work full time. Don't work full time. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you love about nursing? Um, the people, um, patients, staff, like allied health, doctors, everyone, just the people, getting to know people. Um, I'm also a bit of a... Um, social, socio, um, dynamic person. Like I like seeing, I like watching the dynamics between people and um, interactions and um, things like that, the different personalities. I'm just an odd bod really, Um, probably why I like the mentor. Um, um, Yeah, so... I love talking to the patients um, and finding out their stories and stuff. Um, oh, I love watching patients walk out. If they've been on our ward for a long time, really sick, like you've called met call after met call after met call. Um, I love, you know, they might be in there for like three months, like, and actually walk out keeps better like yeah healthy like that's rewarding for me so mm. yeah I I 100% agree um with all of that actually which is you know I same reason for me obviously it was intrinsically within our you know little inner children that we wanted to become nurses but I was the same I, like I still am the same as you Ob- observing um human behavior is fascinating the way Uh people the way people interact with each other and how they interact with each other like yeah I'm a massive observer of people and probably why I ended up going into the like the field that I'm in now obviously it's not nursing but it's still health related um but I also wanted to touch on you know of around human observation yeah so and the necessity of of how you know, nurse, nurses' intuition. Now, you and I spoke about this the other day and the absolute importance. Which you didn't know about. Which I didn't know. Well, I just thought, because I just thought that there was something a little bit odd, as you just said, about myself, about like my intuitive abilities. And then, you know, as I start asking around other nurses and they're all like going, oh, yeah, I, I just knew that that patient was going to crash or I just knew yeah. that um that person was going to die on my shift or off my shift I just knew that it was going to take that one person to come and say goodbye to that palliative care patient and I knew that they were going to die after that or you know I just knew there was something different about that blood pressure you know and yeah I just think it is a key skill like the power of of human observation which is what they teach generally right yeah yeah, well, that's what you do when you do your observations, like your blood pressures and temperatures. First one is stand at the end of the bed and look at them head to toe. Yeah. Like, 
or when you're doing handover, you should be observing around yeah. the space of the patient and the patient. Yes. So I remember a lot of, um, a lot of um, um, met calls and things uh, happen at handover time. Yes, that's right. right. I was just, I just had a, sorry, I had a brain fart there for a second. I just had a, a memory, a flashback um, to where we were doing hand, like you were in charge and doing handover. And yes, you always used to look at the patients, which is why I don't like it. I didn't love it when the um, curtains used to be around right at the end before oh. I left. Remember? And we would always yeah. look inside and look at the patients. And, you know, that is yeah. the, that is the power of observation observation you know like your nurse's intuition is mm -hmm. you know go with your gut learn learn that skill it is a beautiful skill to have trust your you'll gut it it'll, it'll come to you yeah. the more you're seeing so yes i i 100% agree and it's a it's a, it's an amazing skill to to really learn and hone and it can save someone's life too right Definitely own it um, and own it. Um, it's actually a um, met call criteria now. So, like, if you're seriously worried about a patient, that's referring to the nurse's intuition. So, yeah, um, yeah. I've called it called many a met on that alone. Like, their numbers are fine, but I'm I'm not convinced. So, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's great. I love it. Um, okay, speak on, on met calls. How, uh, how do you manage your own stress levels? Because I know nursing is a highly, it, healthcare in general is a highly stressful arena. Um, yeah. So yeah. How, do you, how do you manage your stress levels? Um, <laughs> can I tell you the answer I told you last night, the other <laughs> night? Um, Sex night. Sex. Um, <laughs> You're allowed to say that. You manage your stress yeah. levels by having a good route. <laughs> yeah. Um, a good time. A good time. Um, no, yeah. well, I used, I used to drink a lot and that wasn't healthy for me. Um, I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, so I don't drink anymore. Um, but I... I'm awful if you find drinking helps, but it's not healthy um, because you'll just find that you burn out a lot faster. Mm. Um, you need to find something else. So deep breathing um, is a good one. Yeah. Um, like I don't call it meditation or <laughs> anything. I just deep breathing. Um, yeah. uh, I clean sometimes as well. Um, I drink lots of coffee, drink lots of water, um, go for walks, um, go shopping, which doesn't help your bank account. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. And my husband does lots of, um, his hobby is fish. So breeding fish and things. So we have heaps of fish tanks. So they're quite relaxing to look at as well. So especially the one behind me. So <laughs> they really yeah. are. Um, you know, just on breathing or whatever, meditation really is just the art of breathing and getting out yeah. of your head, you know, like because nurses, our brains are like, you know, like super highways yeah. of information. So of like and really good information too. But um, mm. sometimes it can be hard to switch off that super highway of information. Yeah. And yeah. You know, breathing, that's all you have to do. It's its just a matter of stopping and breathing. And like I remember you said to me the other day, or putting the phone down and just walking off for a little bit. Yeah, so as in charge, your phone's always ringing. Um, this is just right now. Um, your phone's always ringing and some days it just is nonstop and people want so much out of you that you're pulled like a thousand different ways. Um you can't cope. So you, or what I found is I put my phone down and just say, I'm going to the toilet and I'll sit in the toilet for five minutes, breathe, um, just relax, stop thinking about work. I might pull out my 
my own personal phone and text my husband, this is bullshit, like, (laughs) and have a bit of a vent to him on via text. And he just goes, okay. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) He he doesn't really understand everything that goes on. Um, So, yeah, um, you've got to find your own way. Don't avoid... um, your breaks either um if you're told to go on a break you need to go on a break um it's a your in charge has noticed that you are stressing and need time out mm-hmm. um i've told many people even you christy um mm-hmm. to go on their breaks <laughs> um yeah, so that's a good piece of advice for grads as well because they won't stress out as much if they take their breaks. So many grads, I've got so much to do. I'm like, is 24-7 care. You yeah. can hand it over. Like, yeah, I think it's, you know, everything. yeah, it's a mixture of they feel like, you know, they just want to do a good job and, yeah. and it's a mixture of, you know, if, yeah, if I don't do this now, 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 um, yeah, then it's going to fall on my shoulders. And, you know, I think, yeah, I totally understand that. Like, <laughs> I know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a terrible workhorse, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Go, we all are. Yeah, we all are. We're built but, that way, I think. But But you need to ask for help. So there's plenty of nurses around, like. And you go, can you, do you have time? Can you just do this one little job for me or whatever? Like, yeah. if I recognise that you're, like, stressed out, I'll come and try and help and do one task or answer a buzz or something yep. just to relieve your stress. My stress levels might be sky high, but, yeah. Um, again, even answering a buzzer for me as an in-charge, that's helping my stress levels because... I find looking after patients is calming, but in mm-hmm. charge is quite stressful. Like I can do patient care, like yeah, with my eyes closed. Yeah, that's right. Hope not, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, it does. No, it does. It's basically what you're saying is, you know, we all we're ask all for help. ask for help. Yeah, like we we all uh, we're all um, in it together and. There's no, there's no, um, what is it, like shame in, and there's no wrong way or shame in asking for help. And if someone can't help you, then get somebody else to help you. It's, if it's, if it means that, yeah, that um, you're going to save your stress levels, then ask somebody to help you. It's not a sign of weakness, you know. It's, yeah, um, it's really important. Um, on that, have you ever experienced burnout or do you know, actually, because like how, like ridiculous, you know, you and I have spoken about this, but how ridiculous is this? I didn't even know that I had burnt out. Have no. you, and I didn't know the signs and symptoms, weirdly enough, I don't know why. Um, maybe it was we're not taught it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, we're not taught about it, right? So were you ever taught about it? Um, I remember touching on it, but not as a at uni. It was more while I was working. Right. Um, they started talking about it and stuff. Um, but, yes, I have burnt out. Um, and, again, you don't realise until you're at the last stage mm. that you're burning out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yes, I have. Um, it's not pleasant. So signs and symptoms like too much sick leave. Um, yeah, um, if you're starting to do unhealthy things more, mm-hmm. so drinking, like using coping mechanisms more. Yeah. Um, I was prone to drinking too much and stuff too, like, you know, Drinking, exercise, food, avoiding sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck off, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like it's easy. 
you don't realise you're doing it. Like you just think, oh, no, it's just, you know, I've had a bad shift and it's just this one time, but it builds up like mm. bad shift after bad shift after bad shift mm. after bad shift. Like it will get to you. That's what I mean. Like your resilience doesn't last you forever. It's like an um, elastic band, right? Exactly. And you need to reset. And that's what I mean. You need to have your holidays every, like your six weeks. You can take it all at once. I have actually found taking it a couple of times during the year is quite helpful for me. So, yeah. yeah like, Learn. I always try and have like one at the start and one at the end, like three weeks, like, and yeah. do it that way. So, yeah. Well, learn what works for you, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, learn, yeah, learn about how you work and what works for you. Um, all right. Oh, can you share a really cool trauma story? I love a good trauma story. So, can you oh, pick? Yeah. I mean, and I know, like, twenty three years, you, you're bound to have heaps. But can you pick one that just stands out okay. in your mind? I've got a couple. Okay. Um, and these are from my early nursing days mm-hmm. um, that I still remember vividly yeah. um, and that's the thing like the trauma now I don't think of as trauma because of what's happened previously yeah yeah um, so I've had um, when I was out west um, we had um, so as a grad nurse um, the hospital I worked in was half um, not dementia, nursing home. Um, and when you worked on the nursing home side, you've also manned ED as mm-hmm. an emergency as well. And mm-hmm. then there was the acute side as well, which was the senior RN and the midwife that worked over there. Um, so I, being a grad, you always got the um, nursing home side and the emergency section. Um, but I remember one day the ambulance came flying in um, pre-warned us that there was a bad accident, um, farm accident. Um, and so I had to do the dial around and get, there was two, two doctors in the um, town. I had to get both of them into the hospital, had to get extra nurses in as well. Um, and the midwife um, dealt with that. And I had to bring the director of nursing as well. Anyway. Got everyone in um, before they got here. Patient came in, um, had um, a chainsaw accident, um, cut open his chest. Oh, this is a farming farming accident? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, you could actually see his heart and everything. And um, he had a hole in his heart, so there was someone with a finger on his heart, like blocking his heart so he doesn't lose blood and stuff. And being a small hospital, we had to pretty much first aid him basically, put a Band-Aid on enough to get for him to get airlifted out to mm. um, either Tamworth or Lismore. So, yeah, that was fun. Wow. Um, that was yeah, that was in the first few months of my nursing career. So oh. that was a big eye-opener. Holy crap. Um, first few months of yeah, being so, grad, wow. Yeah, so I um, I wasn't, I was involved initially, um, but then I sort of took a, stood back a bit and went, I need to, I can't deal. I couldn't deal with it. Mm. being a new grad and everything so Mm. that's that's recognizing your own stress levels as well but I didn't leave the room I sat there and watched what was going on because I found it interesting um yeah the guy survived everyone (laughs) um (laughs) that's good um but yeah I also had to deal like I got sent out anyway and had to deal with running the hospital, basically, the yeah. rest of the hospital. Um, so that was a big effort. But, yeah, they were an amazing team and they knew the emergency, like if there was an emergency in ED, 
there was Ian's galore in that hospital and they were amazing and just got on and did things yeah. that I didn't have to think about or they told me what to do. <laughs> like, thank you. The um, yeah. Yeah, see, Ian's, um, Ian's aren't the lackeys. Like, I remember when I first started because I was like as an enrolled nurse I was like oh my god I'm just gonna be the shit kicker or whatever and it's like so that was my own internal stories but it turned out that you know enrolled nurses know just as much as registered nurses it's just it's a piece of difference of piece of paper right sometimes you know you it doesn't Mm. like the hierarchy doesn't matter it's your ability to yeah respect everyone respect everyone and get in and get the job done right yeah yeah um I, um, talking about respect, a <laughs> classic example was uh, uh, my new job, or new job, I've been there for two years now, but um, there was a senior nurse there who, it could be a cultural thing as well, but he did not approve of me and didn't like us talking back to him. Um, and it wasn't until, like, my boss got us in a private room and me and another girl and basically the girl and I just said, we're not here to steal your job. We don't, we've already got a job. Yeah. It's like what's his face has just given, our numbers just given us the job. Like we're here to do the, do a job and yeah, like well, deal with it. <laughs> oh, um, God. Human behaviour, yeah. right? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but, yeah, another one was um, same place out west, trauma story. Um, lady came in um, in labour, um, came into ED. I got her into the um, resource room and she's pretty much um, ready to pop the baby out Um the doctor hadn't arrived. The midwife had to come from the other side of town. Um, so, yeah, I pretty much, one of the girls that I was working with had had, had babies. Um, so she's like, you, you need your sterile gloves on. So I just literally got the sterile gloves on and she pretty much, it just came out. But <laughs> mind you, like, the lady knew exactly what to do because it was like, I don't know, 10th baby or something. So, <laughs> Just slipped out. <laughs> yeah. She coughed. Shot out like a cannonball. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was just able to catch her and, like, the doctor and the midwife turned up for the placenta. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was always in my head. And before, prior to that, that was... I'd always wanted to be a midwife and, you know, do all yeah. that. And after that, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I don't want to be a midwife. I don't, I don't need to be looking at anyone's cooter and like watching no. that. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So touching on, on that, like um, tell me a funny story and they're, like just as much as there are trauma stories, there are hilariously funny stories. <laughs> Um, I know I've got quite a few that I tell Ava about all the time. She always wants to hear my funny story. So have you oh. got one? <laughs> God. Um, yeah. Or an interesting um, Well, you know, ghost stories? Like there's heaps of ghost stories. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting story. I want to hear a ghost story. Yeah. Because nurses, um, yeah, nurses sense energy and feel when patients are about to exit their bodies. So exactly, yeah. So I um looked after this guy for a while. I, I was pretty much his um, nurse for a couple of weeks. Um, you what? Maybe a couple of months. Um. And, you know, we all thought he was getting better and then he just started to deteriorate again. Sorry, the fish just jumped. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he um, started to deteriorate. So he just went palliative. So we did took on um, 
end-of-life cares kind of thing. Anyway, I finished the evening shift, went home. Back then I had a couple of wines um, and went to bed. Um, Woke up at about 4 o'clock in the morning after a vivid, vivid dream of my patient coming to say goodbye and thank you for my care for him. Um, Wow. Yeah, just really, really vivid. And then next day I was on a day shift, so I went into work and went, oh, where's so-and-so? And they went, oh, he passed away. Oh, what time? No, oh, about four o'clock in the morning. And that just, like, sent chills down my spine, like, yeah, oh, my God, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, so... I can't even remember his name. Isn't that terrible? But I still remember the story. Um, Left but mark, there's many right? times. Yeah, like I was in the old, I worked when the old building of the PA was there. Um, and they were all the old Florence Nightingale um, wards, you know, the six beds in a row on yeah. um, both sides of the hallway, hallway down the middle. <laughs> um, and I remember being over in a corner like in the middle of the night, all lights are off, um, putting antibiotics in a cannula for this guy, patient. And then we both, we didn't say it to each other at first, but um, we both heard noises, like Mm. kids laughing and um, things like that, and the window shut abruptly. We're like, we just looked at each other and went, did you hear that? And he's like, yes. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go now. Good luck getting to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I left him there um, in the morning. He's like, it just kept going. And I'm like, oh, did you talk to them? <laughs> oh, anyway. But I wouldn't go back into that room without someone else for the yes. rest of the night. I'm going to this. I know after yeah. night shift, um, night shift, like on night shift, I'd walk around downstairs in the, of the PA and like you know the old, um, all the old instruments and stuff that they have in the, in I don't yeah. know if it's still there because it's been a long time since I've been there, but I remember just feeling like looking at them, like and it just had this weird, like weird feeling about it. But when I worked at Green Slopes, um, like the hallways down under, like where they transport patients and stuff. Holy shit. I'm like, okay, can we just get out of here, please? <laughs> like it's just got yeah. it's this feeling, right? You know, like it's sort, yeah. sort of like that guy that you you obviously made a connection with that that gentleman yeah. mentality. Yeah. Are you and you do make really close connections with people and you know it's almost as if you take on a little bit of their energy or something like that. I don't know what it yeah. is, but um and then you make a really good connection and then he's like, okay, I'm going to go now and thank you for looking after me. And like, how beautiful. Yeah. And it does happen. I don't yeah, think no. it's talked about it as much as it should be, right? It's never talked about. Never and talked. <laughs> it's like that, um, you know, if you get resuscitated or stop breathing and get resuscitated, like that show we were watching. Yeah. Um, Surviving death. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's just fascinating to me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because it makes you wonder, it makes you think, like, outside the box kind of thing. Like, maybe there is life. Yeah, that's right. Outside of our scientific minds, you know. There is some sort of, yeah, it's getting out of your, I know for myself when I was doing all my self-care stuff and healing, healing myself and blah, blah, blah. Like I had to get out of my scientific brain and, and be open-minded to other alternatives and new things. And I'm so bloody glad that I did because you just get yeah. out of your own way and you stop, stop, yeah. Yeah. It's like a mental shift. It's a mindset shift. You know, mindset shifts are so pertinent, I think, yeah. in this particular area of um, nursing and healthcare and life in general, really. Um, yeah. Okay, so... On the topic of um, like comfortability, etc., walking around, sorry, walking around the hallways. Now, I remembered when I first started, I bought a pair of these hush puppy bloody nursing shoes and they were terrible. 
No uh, offense, but yeah. oh, terrible. What sort of, uh, and it took me a couple of different pairs of shoes to finally find a pair of shoes that I could walk off the shift and my feet weren't, didn't feel like lead uh, pillows. Um, what sort of shoes do you love? Like what shoes would you recommend um, to say like a new grad or whatever? Um, well, you need to find the shoes that suit you. Yep. So every, it's not a one size fits all type yep. thing. Um, so I've been through every brand I reckon there is. <laughs> um, and my, my favourites are Sketches. Frankie Falls and Birkenstocks and Hoka Ones. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you need to find which yeah. one suits you and how much you want to spend, like what your budget is as well. Because, you know, Hoka Ones are like getting up there and Frankie's are expensive. Well, Frankie's, Frankie's are podiatry made. Um, they are expensive, but, I mean, at the end of the day. You get the healthcare. Count too. Get the healthcare, you can claim it on tax, all that other stuff, you know. Like my my favorites were sketches, like through and through. Um, because they used to have a pair of um like that could get wet. So like when we were in yeah. showering and stuff like that. But I, I used to I used to say it was like walking on a cloud. Um mm. but the problem for me was I, yeah, like sketches were like walking on a cloud. They were just amazing. I didn't get yeah. to try out the Frankies, but I did go into one of their stores at Windsor and they, um, like, I had a look and I was like, yeah, they're pretty amazing kinds of shoes. So that's yeah. a good tip. Always get a decent, pay for a decent pair of shoes. Like, you're standing on your feet yeah. all day. Um, okay. Yeah. Like, you might not be able to afford them, like, in your grad year. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, but. pretty expensive. I was going to say, or you could just bribe yeah. somebody to buy you a pair when you graduate or something. As a present, buy me a yeah. decent pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I was going through, like, sometimes it depends. Like, when they were making Colorado shoes, oh, yes. you know, the old yeah. Wofa Colorados, yeah. they were the best and they'd last you years and years and years, yeah. but they don't make them anymore. No. Um, they've started to make other Colorado shoes, um, which are apparently really good too, so... I had a pair but of the Colorado sketches. Mm. Sketches, oh, I love. I've got like several pairs of sketches that I wear every day, like yeah. around the house. And Amazing. Stuff, so, um, yeah. Okay. And then you've already given me one piece of advice uh, for people that are thinking about becoming a nurse or, um, you know, mm. grads, new grads, et cetera. I basically, ask lots and lots of questions. Be that asshole. Be the asshole who asks a lot of questions. And if one person doesn't want to answer it for you, go and find somebody else. So. um, But I don't answer their questions. I ask them other questions for them to think about how their answer, how to get the answer to their question. So I make them think. I'm teaching them critical thinking. Yes, I agree. It's more about. It's a hard school too. Yeah, it's another skill. So one one more piece of advice that you would give um, to, yeah, I don't know, like what? And one more? Um, yeah. Um, well, we've talked about observing. What about um, change, a piece of advice around change? Because nurses notoriously, they, they really don't like change. I mean, you and I both don't give a toss about change. Like we, we embrace it because it's growth and it's learning. But um. What piece of advice would you give to, say, the nurses that really buck change? Um, I'd probably say to them, try it. Mm-hmm. Um, just try it. Like nurses, if you if nurses get told generally, in general, if nurses get told um all right, we're going to do it this way um, and that's it, like that's final. They, um, they're very um, against it. Resistive. Um, yeah. yeah, resistive to it. But if you tell them how about we trial it this way, the what's 
secret word being trial, um, they're more open to it, but they're also more open to it if you add on a rationale for all yeah. the change. Mm. So, um, um, okay, we're going to change the way we do handover because of X, Y, and Z. Um, and one of the, the Z should always be patient safety because mm. um, nurses are all about the patients. So patient safety is um, paramount, I guess, in a nurse's rationale. Yeah. I, anything. Touching on that, because you mentioned it earlier, which now makes sense to me, I actually think because nurses are so hardwired to critically think and ask questions when when you're putting on a chain another change to them it's almost intrinsically wired in them to go why yeah why why do we need to change this and I don't think it's necessarily now I'm thinking about it I don't think it's necessarily to be incivilian or a pain in the ass I think it's actually just part of the whole questioning process the critical analysis of why you know, maybe we could do yeah. this better, but why? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's what it is. I don't yeah. think it's to be difficult. I actually think it's just how you get wired. Yeah, and you need you need to give yourself time for to do it and see how the difference is. So, you know, not a month, like three months. So you need to give it at least three months. Um, to see the benefit in anything so yeah um yeah like always try if someone says we're going to change something always try like don't be afraid Mm. um if it if it doesn't work it doesn't work like yeah and you go back to how things were but then you know you might not think it doesn't work but then when you go back to your old ways um, you realise that the new way was the better way. Mm. Um, so you end up going back to the new way anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like always give it a go. You know, that Aussie, give yeah. it a go. Give it a go, yeah. Well, you know, and be open to failure. I And nurses aren't, they, for some, and I also now, um, as I'm talking to you again, I realize like control freaks. Yeah, control freaks, right? Absolute control freak perfectionists. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's this, I don't actually don't think it's a bad thing because we need that for the critical analysis and stuff. But um, when it comes down to failure, like for me, I don't see failure as a bad thing. thing. No, because I see it as learning and stuff, you know. Mm. But fun, yeah. It's like when you get, you know, you do a medication error or something, hopefully no one will, but I know I've done a medication error um, and you learn from it. Yeah. Um, and I embrace it. Like I want to be told if I've done something wrong. Yeah. Um, like, shit, that's how you grow. Um, as yeah. a person, as a human being, as a nurse, um, you know, as a sister, mother, you know auntie whatever like it's the only way you're gonna um learn learn from your failures yeah that sounds terrible but yeah Yeah. I I um I I say to Ava all the time there's no such thing as normal normal doesn't exist it doesn't exist in our world and failure Mm. failure does not exist in our world there is no such thing as failure there's only lessons there's only lessons and there's only growth and life is a school right life is a school Mm. you're going to be learning in all areas of your life so there's no such thing as failure um we all make mistakes and it is what it is um so you from your mistakes yeah don't and don't don't gaslight yourself into thinking that you're you're a piece of shit or something if you make a little mistake or whatever like or that you're you're an idiot or whatever like i mean yeah it's even like um you know my dementia patient sorry talking about my speciality now um my dementia patients um you know 
you they might start getting agitated. So you try something and it might be an absolute failure, like might make them worse, might get them more agitated and a bit more, you know, <laughs> they might start to become aggressive. So you've got to trial, try something else. Um, so, you know, again, it's not a one-shoe-fits-all um, scenarios that we're facing in um, delirium patients are the same. Like mm, it's a challenge yeah. and de-escalating them without medications and everything is, is the biggest challenge. And that's where, you know, trial and error like mm. um, comes in big time mm-hmm. when looking at them. So I, if I try something with a dementia patient, um, and it doesn't work, I'll go, okay, so I'll step back and watch their behaviour a bit more and try something different and see if that works or I'll get someone else to come in because they may not like me or um, most do. Mm-hmm. So, um, not behind my own horn. Um, Two to wait, yeah. girlfriend, you are. You're amazing. Like <laughs> that's, why, that's why we're still friends. <laughs> I think, like, it's just, yeah. Oh, like. Thanks. You are. I say this to you all the time. Like, I'll, I'll lick your butthole, but it's it's true. <laughs> I'll even wipe it when you get old. <laughs> oh, I just had a birthday, so it's getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, all right. So based on challenges, what um, is your favourite form of self-care to look after yourself? How do you look after yourself? What do you do for yourself? We've done this. Um, well, no, we, we, we talked about your stress levels, right? So you, you manage your stress levels through, through breathing and, and having sex. So, that, okay, so. Yeah, all right, okay. Um, self-care. Um, I have a bath. Um, again, I pretty much. I'm not one to think about work once I've gotten into my car after mm-hmm. a shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I've trained myself into doing doing that. I don't like bringing work home with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I refuse. Um, like it's starting to become an expectation that you do education at home for nursing, mm-hmm. and I refuse to do that. Yeah. Um, I flatly refuse. I said no. It's um, work if it's work related, like if it's not uni, extra uni courses or whatever, like post grads or masters and stuff, hmm. I refuse to do it at home. So um, you know, like your um, packages that you get at learning packages that work yeah. and things like that. So, so basically your yeah, your form of self care is learning to say no, having healthy boundaries. Oh biggest biggest lesson I've learned um in probably the last 10 years is saying no yeah um yeah like and finding those boundaries and um people may not like it and um that's fine by me but you know they need to respect my choices as well so human um yeah so I listen to music as well so Mm -hmm. sometimes if I've had a really rough week I won't talk about it with my husband um because a he doesn't understand um he does give really good advice but he still doesn't understand um just all the politics and the power trippers and you know all that stuff that goes on at work um so I, he usually knows, like if I've had a rough week, I'll have the music on probably mm-hmm. one day over the weekend mm-hmm. um, on my days off. So all I'll do is listen to music and that's my stress relief, I guess. Like, okay. I, or I'll couch surf or um, go shopping, <laughs> deep breathing. Having a bath, yeah. oh, my God. 
What about okay? So psychology. Do you do you, do you see a regular psychologist? Because I I am a big believer that if we have a doctor to help us with our bodies, we need to have a, a counselor or a psychologist or someone to help us brain dump all of the shit that we hold on to, into our brains. Yeah. So I used to. I haven't seen them for about oh since the end of last year. So almost coming up to six months now um purely because um it's really hard to get into him Mm. and um I'm feeling heaps better yeah like mental um so I don't feel like I need to and I've developed like I've got close friends of mine nursing friends who are if I feel like I need to talk about nursing, I can go talk to them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but also work now has um, like a lot of services available to everyone at work. Um, so there's peer responders as well. So if you're finding like you're about to lose your shit at work, you can ring up these peer responders and they'll come to you and um, take you away and sort of um, mental first aid. Oh, you. that's good. Until um, you can get to Benistar or um, your psychologist or whatever. So That's awesome. Um, I love to hear yeah. that. That's, that's great. I don't think you need to have one on like, like all the time, but it's necessary to at least go and see one. Like, I know I had one for a while. I don't see one now because I've got some really decent coping mechanisms. But if you need to go to one, go to one. Like, just like you would go to a doctor, you know, like if you're stressed out, go to one. Like, don't be scared, I say. Yeah. Um, I'll admit, I had a, um, I got married a couple of years or a year and a half ago. Um, and that was just through, the end of the year after the first round of COVID and I, I'll admit I lost my shit, um, had a major breakdown, um, burnt out basically, yeah. um, the stress of COVID working, which was super busy because of COVID and planning a wedding and all that. Um, and that's when I started seeing a psychologist and um yeah like I recommend it because you just go in there and he he goes like I went because I didn't know what to expect from him and I went in there and he's like all right this is a safe place like you can talk about whatever's comes out of you like whatever's on your mind and we just first thing that came out of my mind was like like fuck I think was the first word I said um and then I just ranted I ranted for a full hour and I felt like a weight had lifted off my shoulders yeah. and he goes you feel better now I'm like yeah I do. <laughs> but then I had to go and see him, like again and again and yeah. like each time I ranted about the same thing um which was work Funnily enough, it wasn't anything else. It was just work and burnout um, territory, total burnout territory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'll admit that. And um, it worked like it was like I just felt better. Like each time I went, there was, you know, I felt lighter each time, if that makes sense. Like, and now if I find I'm doing like, getting burnt out I'll you know we'll go for a drive I'll get convince my husband to take me for a drive and we'll go to the beach and we'll sit on the beach we won't walk it we'll just sit on the beach and I'll just sit there for a good while with yeah. him and yeah like just that's you know that's my coping yeah you know so I have to see water to de-stress mm. Yep, I'm all about the water and the nature and stuff like that. Now, I could talk to you about this stuff for ages and ages and ages, but um, I think we've got some pretty good content. So thank you so much for coming on, Mel. You're a bloody legend 
and right. you are the most one of the most amazing nurses I've ever come across. You just you, you can you can see that it's just such a natural thing for you and the way that you deal with patients and stuff. Like obviously, I've worked with you, so I know this. Um, I just think you're awesome, and more. I hope more nurses um, can model the way that you, you know, look after oh, patients. I have to meet me first. Like. <laughs> I'll have to meet you first. Well, look, yeah. you just put it all out there. You're bloody mate. You, you, there's just, you know, yeah. I'll, I'm just keep you cool. Yeah, just keep you cool. cool. Um, I'm collected. That's me. That's right. And that's yeah. That's it. It's, and we sometimes lose it, right? So, yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, no, no one's perfect. Get rid, swipe that out of the dictionary too. While we're at it, perfect, normal, and what was the other one? Oh my oh. god, I just had a brain fart. But anyway, they all need to go out, Good out one. the door. Bye bye. Anyways, yeah. if you uh, if you enjoyed this content, please like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you're interested in more of my work, I have a book called The 30-Day Self-Care Solution for Nurses, which is available on Amazon. I also upload content onto YouTube. And if you would like some more value tidbits, then please continue listening. Thank you, Mel, for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you.